Welcome to Belated for Lovers. I'm Erin Fraser. And I'm Matt Bowes. In this belated Hindi horror Halloween episode, we're sinking our teeth into Pratim D. Gupta's Toothpari When Love Bites, starring Shantanu Maheshwari as a young dentist who falls in love with one of his patients, Tanya Manaktala, who, unbeknownst to him, is a blood-sucking vampire. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, home to First Nations and Métis people. Okay, it's been like a week, a week and a half, yeah. maybe two weeks, since Halloween. Halloween is in <laughs> your soul. Yeah, Hall- Halloween... For some people, Halloween is every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Halloween might be a holiday that comes once a year, but for others, Halloween is a state of mind, and... It's so much better than Christmas. <laughs> I hate Christmas, so... Hell, you're so it's wrong. It's just good that Halloween is, like... You are so wrong. I would this take is... Halloween from, all, from like, the beginning of October <laughs> till... I don't know, February. Okay, so this is my, my gift to you. We are still in the spooky season here here at the, the Fraser Bowes Casa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why is this late is probably the question on everyone's mind. Well, you might have heard in our previous episode that we were, or seen on social media, that we were away in Germany for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a dance sequence to do. <laughs> Not we to, quite. We had to go film it, and uh, we had to visit back. all of the locations uh, that they filmed Dawn to in Berlin. We went to visit the Alps. So we did kind of prep an episode to release while we were away, and we had a very short, very short timeline to get the Hindi Horror Halloween episode out. Once we got back, I think, I think we got back on the twenty seventh, but I was still jet lag. You got a cold. Yeah. So this is what happened: is we had a short timeline to get the episode out, and we knew it was short, but unfortunately. I got very sick. Plus, uh, I couldn't find any good-ass movies. <laughs> Not with COVID, but I I got sick. And so then when I was feeling better, we had to get back to work and back to kind of other uh, responsibilities that we have like in our day life. jobs, yeah. And, and so we lost that kind of buffer that we had orchestrated for ourselves between coming back from the trip and having to get back to life where we had expected we would be able to get this episode together. Yeah. And... It just, I mean, it is what it is. People get sick. Um, I think you can probably still hear it in my voice a little bit, so I apologize for that. And you and I are the only ones working on this show, so if one of us <laughs> if one of us is down for the count, we can't really put an episode together. So And also, no good horror movies. Yeah, that was another thing. We watched, we, uh, I mean, we we watched were... a, a uh, Indian-inflected, I guess, Hollywood. Very low budget. Yeah, yeah, that's it, a Hollywood film. It I think lives it's inside. House. It comes inside. It lives inside. It lives yeah. inside with uh, the sporty girl from uh, Never Have I Ever, who I do mm-hmm. like. Yeah, but it was not very good. No, unfortunately, uh, yeah, we have nothing good to say about that. I mean, it wasn't a wasn't a Hindi language film, anyways. But yeah, we were we weren't very inspired this year, even though this is one of our favorite episodes mm-hmm. um, to put together every year. But we weren't necessarily very inspired by a lot of the film options we had. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we went back to kind of uh, a streaming show that we are, have been excited to finish. And we, and we said we were going to finish in our pilot season episode. So there you go. So yeah, yeah, yes. we did do it. So we decided to mission to, accomplished to return to Tooth Pari uh, because yeah, in our in our previous in our previous pilot season episode we were. 
really excited by the first episode and thought, you know, this is the best way for, especially as I was <laughs> getting over uh, my cold, like this was definitely the thing that I kind of felt like I most wanted to, yeah. to, to watch. So we don't have much to say about Germany. Like we didn't do much that I think relates to this podcast. I talk a bit more about some uh, films we saw and the film museums we visited uh, over on my other podcast, Trash Art in the Movie. So if people are interested in that, they can mm -hmm. go check that out. Um, but kind of like the one Bollywood-centric thing we did was... Well, you, you did meet the editor of uh, Sunny Singh's book. Oh, I did, yeah. So that was kind of cool. Yes, at uh, the Frankfurt Book Fair. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah, and she was pleasantly surprised to hear <laughs> that there was a podcast episode, like, out that day, right? Mm -hmm. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but in Berlin, we did go to the restaurant Mina Kumari, named after the actress Mina Kumari, with a nice big portrait of her mm -hmm. in the restaurant. Uh, and there was also a Bajra Mustani poster in the bathroom. The women's washroom. Nothing in the men's. Yeah, well... Nothing no. in the the heron washroom. Only in the damen. Yeah, they want to they wanna give us our, uh, our Rangir Singh in, a, <laughs> in the women's washroom. So unfortunately, uh, this, <laughs> this restaurant really showed us that all of the... The stereotypes. Good. 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 <laughs> that all the stereotypes about um, the German palate and German cuisine not liking spice uh, probably holds true. It was it was it had it was missing kick for sure. I mean we had lots of good German food there, yeah. but yeah, they're not a spicy people. Mm -hmm. And we were And so it felt like all of the all of the, the spice had been dialed down, even though we actively ordered the spicy things on the menu. Well, yeah, it went up to three peppers, and you got a dish that was three peppers, right? Yeah. It was not three peppers. <laughs> Reader, it was one and a half peppers, maybe. Yeah, not not what we're used to spice-wise, um, but otherwise, uh, yeah, we had a... It was a nice space. Yeah, we had a great trip. We're happy to be home. Was it in Prenzlauerberg, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's... Yeah, photos on our Instagram if people are really interested. But that has nothing to do with the topic of this episode. Not at all. Uh, so vampires, Matt. Now vampires. Neighbors. They are vampires. <laughs> yes, a film we've never watched, but you have. That trailer. How many is times hilarious. have you watched the trailer for the Ramsey Brothers? Is three or four. Va vampires, they are neighbors. No, neighbors, they are vampires. But neighbors, they are vampires. Uh, three or four. I don't yeah. think I'll watch the film. I don't think it looks very good. But, but you love uh, that trailer. Just the narrator going, neighbors, they are vampires. Yeah, you love that. That's great. Yeah, you've shown it to so many people. How too. do you not like that? <laughs> and it just, you prefer that it exists as a trailer rather than like a feature film? Yeah, I don't think it's worth watching. Yeah. You could tell based on the trailer that's not going to be very good. Yeah. So vampires are certainly more my bread and butter than they mm -hmm. are yours. As a teenager, I was quite I was quite vampire obsessed. It was the height of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, uh, a show I gave up after she fought Dracula. <laughs> I was just like, this is a terrible episode. There's there is some good stuff, but yeah, season two and season three kind of are they're is, the high water mark. It is the high water mark. Um, but there's, I mean, there's some, still some good stuff in season four and especially season five. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like that was, that was everything when I was a teenager. I read a lot of Anne Rice. Um, well, I, I, read, I, also, I read an I, Anne Rice book. I gave up on Anne Rice pretty quickly too, but it drew with the vampire. I loved. I mean, I read that after we got back from New Orleans. Yeah. And, uh. 
I don't know. I don't <laughs> know if it's my thing. <laughs> yeah, not your thing. You know what I did like though? What? At least for the first four seasons again. What? True Blood. Yeah, yeah. I like that show. Yeah, True Blood was big. Um, yeah, you I also know. watched think... Vampire Diaries and the originals. Yeah, I, I, I also gave up on that, and that was like by the time Vampire Diaries. And that was airing. I was, yeah, yeah, it was just a university distraction. Yeah. Um, but I also studied vampires in university. I did two courses on vampire literature. Mm-hmm. Um, and by then, you know, Twilight was a sensation. So uh, we read Twilight. I never really got into Twilight. I you think I was just. You watched the first two movies and. The first one we were I watching. I didn't make we you watched, watch them. Our friend made. We were you watching watch them. them with riff tracks on, yeah. so that's like people doing jokes in the background and. Yeah, the mystery. The first one is okay. Guys. The first yeah. one is yeah. passable, and when they play baseball, is kind of fun. The second one, though, no, that was <laughs> among one of the more boring films I've ever seen in my entire life. And those are the only two that I have watched. And I thought you saw Breaking Dawn Part Two. No. Because we've seen the fight scene that's really gory, and that was kind of cool, but I think it's a dream. Yeah, and I didn't make you watch them. My friend did. Yeah, Allison. (laughs) It wasn't me. And then we never saw her again. Um, Anyways, Um, but yes, I did did two courses in university on vampire literature, um, and so that is how and why I read Twilight, but also a lot of other, um, you know, important texts in kind of um, the vampire space, including, you know, Dracula, mm-hmm. um, Carmilla. Uh, that's how I saw Tony Scott's The Hunger, which is a fascinating film. Like, vampires are very much kind of something in terms of, like, of all the kind of spooky, supernatural horror creatures, I gravitate towards the vampire. Now, is your fantasy to be a vampire or be bitten by a vampire? Um... I don't, I don't, I don't think I have a fantasy either way. Because that's a whole, that's the whole part of the thing. Like, when we were learning about uh, pulp literature, like it's, it exists to like kind of let the reader fantasize. Yes. And it definitely, people like getting bit by vampires. Yes. I think that's the predominant fantasy, not being a vampire. I think, I think part of why vampires are interesting, I mean, like zombies, ghosts, um, Frankenstein monsters, They're hard to have sex with. You're right. <laughs> well, I was getting to that. They, like, fundamentally, they are all about our fear of death. Werewolves yeah. less so. Werewolves are about our um, fear of, like, losing control and our primal instincts and et cetera. That's but, why but, they're the hottest ones. But all the others... Because they're not a dead body. All the others are very much about our fear of death. But vampires are also very much about our fear of sex. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's right in there, the sharing of bodily fluids, mm-hmm. um, and also about our fear of um, our fear of the other, uh, which is very much what Dracula, um, the original novel, he was is a about. foreigner. It's about from Romania, yeah, and about that fear of like corruption by the other, literally corruption um, of young ladies. Yes. He's got the brides and then Mina Harker and Mina's friend, I forget her name. Yes. But and like, that's who he goes after first. Vampires are also inherently gay, you know, yes. um, like Carmilla was written before Bram Stoker wrote Dracula. And like, that is 100% a lesbian text. And so I think like the appeal of vampires, it's, it's very much, it's, it's taboo and kind of 
a sexy taboo is is built right into it mm-hmm. and so it's very like i think it's understandable why uh, a lot of romance fiction kind of gravitates towards vampires now why are they why so whiny and why it can appeal to to women well, well like i get that that totally makes sense yeah how come? Why is it so whiny? Why are they so whiny? Because well, like, you can you can blame Anne Rice that's for that. Enti- that's they, entirely Anne Rice because Dracula. No, I, Dracula I, does not mince words. Like he's like kind of a brute. I wouldn't say it's entirely Anne Rice, but I do think that idea of the um, brooding vampire and kind of the existential "woe is me, living forever" is certainly something that Anne Rice popularized yeah. and that a lot of vampire fiction that has followed Anne Rice utilizes. That's why that uh, Jim Jarmusch movie was insufferable. Oh, only lovers left alive. Yeah. I love that. Movie. I hated, I hated that movie. Cause like, Oh, I have to be a sexy rock star forever. This sucks. Yeah. Oh, I don't have to pay for food and like, Oh, I don't have to go out in the daytime. Ho hum. Like, okay. What? What is- anytime someone, anytime a vampire is sad about their vampire powers, I clock out because okay. having vampire powers looks incredibly sick and not going out in the daytime, even though I have seasonal affective disorder, I definitely need to go out in the daytime <laughs> would totally be worth it if I had vampire powers. Yeah, it's really, it's a power fantasy. But the writers never seem to acknowledge that. It's really easy to be a vampire here where we live in the winter because we yeah. get more um, nighttime than daylight. In the but winter. we also live in an extremely sunny part of the province. So that's the other. Problem. Yeah, we don't yeah. live exactly in thirty days a night, but it's no. not that far off. Okay, what what is your favorite vampire story, book, movie, comic? What's your favorite? What do you like in vampires, Matt? I like the Lost Boys. Lost Boys is great, yeah. Because that one's just like, yeah. Another, it an- would be sick to have Party Forever, right? Another uh, movie that I loved as a teenager. Yeah. yeah. Um, very, very informative. Bubba Hotep. <laughs> okay, yeah. Which has vampires in the background. It's mostly a mummy <laughs> Yeah, movie. I don't know if that one counts, but okay. Well, the sequel was supposed to be Elvis Fights the Vampire Queen or got, something. Got it, okay. Um... Maybe a deep cut. But the old Tomb of Dracula comics were pretty good. Mm. Uh, Blade 1 and 2 were very good. Preacher. Preacher, yeah. I mean, that's another one where it's just like, it would be extremely cool to be a vampire. Yeah, Cassidy's right? like, a great character. Um, so yeah. I guess I'm more drawn to the ones where being a vampire looks super fun. Yeah. Do you know my answer for like favorite vampire story, movie? And it's not Buffy? You know, you know what? I don't think, at this point in my life, I don't think it is Buffy anymore. Favorite vampire. We were just in Germany. Oh, was it Nosferatu? Nosferatu. Yeah, like, I mean... And Nosferatu is, I think... He's a legit chilling person to look at. Yeah, that is, like, I would Max, say Max a Shrek lot of... Max the actor? Yeah, we call this indie horror Halloween... Um, and so, like, the idea is we're discussing horror, but a lot of a lot of vampire fiction these days is, you know, it's it's very much romantic, mm-hmm. um, you know, like what you have with with Twilight, and I'd also say Buffy um, and True Blood and True Blood, or you know, we have a lot of comedic vampires these days, which we are going to discuss because this is a this is a show that is comedic. Um, like what we do in the shadows is very popular. Yeah, Nosferatu, I still think 
from what I've seen, the scariest vampire. <laughs> like that is full on horror. Like that and is. I, I'm the excited scariest... for the Dave Eggers version yeah. too, the new one. I also I really like Coppola's uh, Dracula. Yeah, that's great. Uh, that one I think does a good job of like balancing the horror elements and the. Uh, romantic elements. Um, I know many people think Keanu Reeves is, is miscast, and maybe he is, but also he's beautiful. He has to be a guy um, who gets but, duped by Dracula. And, but also Gary Oldman's amazing. So, like, I don't know. Like, I actually don't really like the book that much. No. But Frankenstein, way better. Oh, so much better. Yeah. But um, But adaptations of Dracula, like, still really, really get me. Is it Shadow of the Vampire? What is the one about the making of Nosferatu? I'm pretty sure it's Shadow of the Vampire. And you yeah. find out that Max Schreck actually just was a vampire. Well, that's the that's the the that's the hook of the. Movie. It's not a secret. It's like <laughs> yeah. like it's it's like a meta thing about like they're making one of the first vampire movies and yeah. oh coincidentally the actor is a vampire. Yeah, that's the hook. Yeah. So great movie. Um, we've also been like diving into vampires quite a bit because mm -hmm. our uh, gaming group our tabletop gaming group has started a vampire the masquerade campaign yeah. and we thought a lot about vampire the masquerade while watching this show yeah do you want to say a bit about vampire the masquerade for anyone who might not be familiar okay so it's been around for a long time it's a role playing game that's probably pushing 35 years old i would yeah. say and it's um, it's an interesting property because it's moved through a bunch of hands now and it just had a re a redo. So uh, this company, I think it's called Modifus. Modifus has brought it back to life. But it's essentially you play as vampires in a vampire society. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's like gamified stuff like your loss of humanity mm -hmm. or needing blood, that kind of thing. Uh, in the 90s, it was very much like, it was very much an edgelord type thing where um, basically they got into a lot of hot water over this, but it's stuff like uh, Romani people, mm. vampires, like they would, they would write source books about cities and countries all over the place and basically just insert the idea of vampirism mm. into other cultures and... Um, Mixed results. Yeah. Uh, you could say that the editorial probably could have had a firmer hand on it back in the day. Uh, it was also uh, indirectly responsible for the career of one of your favorite comics people, Jamie McKelvey. Oh, I love Jamie McKelvey. Because there was a video game based yeah, on Vampire the Masquerade so called Bloodlines, which mm. was... It's, it's very interesting. It's almost yeah. impossible to play now just because it's broken. You have to put a bunch of mods on your computer in order to use it. But mm -hmm. it was sort of kind of uh, mid-2000s interesting sort of uh, narrative design because the, the Vampire the Masquerade has lots of open-ended stuff. Like you can mm -hmm. use all sorts of different ways to deal with problems. And in his case, I believe that he um, turned a waitress into a vampire who just lived with him and he was writing a uh, blog about this mm. and that was kind of one of his first things to get noticed mm -hmm. and then he goes on to do all kinds of comics that we like afterward this show reminds us a lot about the current iter iteration of vampire that we're playing whether or not uh you know gupta is i mean i'm they're probably aware of vampire the masquerade it's pretty popular yeah but whether or not they're like consciously aware of the ways in which um, kind of elements of the show are reminding us of elements of the game or not. 
Um, I think because we're playing that game right now, this also was like one of the reasons why we were really interested in diving a bit more into this show yeah. because there's just kind of the way the way that the vampire um, society is structured here uh, I think we were just finding very exciting and inspiring um, for our own little game well the other kind of big thing about Vampire the Masquerade and the general world of darkness as well which has Frankensteins, werewolves, mummies, all kinds of stuff, is that there was an ongoing sort of meta-narrative that mm. went across all the games. So it was kind of a way to get people to buy books. Yeah. But also there were, like, important characters doing things in the grand scheme of the game that you, as your players, could choose to interact with. And they ended up having a kind of apocalypse-type type mm. event, which... Like, you don't see this in Dungeons and Dragons, right? Like, Dungeons yeah. and Dragons, there isn't, like, an ongoing meta-narrative. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of ahead of its time in that sense, because I feel like that was kind of extra uh, interesting storytelling. Mm -hmm. It also had a, a mainstream TV show. I think Aaron Spelling put it on. It only lasted for, like, five episodes. It was called, like... I do not recall this. Kindred, the <laughs> quickening. They are, it's always something, the something. Oh, okay. But it had, like, a very short-lived TV show. I do not recall this. I think it's kind of been memory-hold because it wasn't very good. Okay. But, like, that's how big it was at its peak. Yeah. So that's just kind of a bit of... Um background on like where we're coming at in terms of kind of yeah. vampire media uh i can't think other than neighbors they are vampires a film we have never watched i can't think of any other instances of vampires in any hmm. hindi films we've seen let me check the list i have on letterbox i think vikram bot has done some we just haven't watched it yeah yeah um, there's nothing we've seen up to this point that that is included vampires. Yeah, it almost feels like um, Hindi cinema, I mean, I guess, granted, we've seen maybe mostly things from the last 20 years and mm -hmm. we're working our way towards other ones. Hindi cinema kind of flirts with the idea, but it prefers witches. Mm -hmm. Those are very enjoy, uh, enjoyed. Um, ghosts. Yeah. Ghosts are very popular. We've seen uh, zombies. Zombies in Go Go Agon, but not yeah. too many other things. But a lot, a lot of ghosts. Creatures in yeah. Creature 3D. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of those. And demonic possession. Yeah. Uh, probably stemming from The Exorcist. Like the 1920 movies yeah. seem to be mostly inspired by that. It's my understanding uh, that the next film in kind of the Stree universe is going to be a vampire. Good. Uh, however, like we still haven't been able to see Bedia. Like, yeah, we didn't on. even get to see the werewolf. Come one, on, so. Geo Cinema. It'd be really nice to to be able to catch up with that. So but maybe there just isn't a um, ingrained social fear of vampires. They're just not interesting to the Indian public. Or maybe they're too sexy. They could be too sexy as well. There was a vampire short um, that we kind of saw the development of in Cinema Marte Dumb Talk. Yeah. Um, but that's, I think that's the only clearly, other than this trailer, <laughs> this Ramsey Brothers trailer, I think that's the only clearly vampire thing we've seen. But that also seemed like that guy was his specific thing that yeah, he always he, made, yeah. too. Because, again, so, they're sexy. Well, yeah, but, like, those are <laughs> for those super cheap Z-grade pictures. Yeah. And maybe there's a stigma attached. It also kind of reminded me, like, every time we saw that guy and the way he talked about vampires, it almost felt like Jean Roland, who... Mm. His Who I do love. <laughs> his career is almost exclusively uh, movies about lesbian vampires. Yeah. So, like... Vampires are also kind of inherently Western 
um, because, you know, like the initial development of vampires is about the fear of the East. Yeah. Um, I think most cultures do have a kind of yeah. blood... Something having to do with blood, like blood demon, or just mm. because in Japan they have vampires yeah. too. Yeah, we've yeah, and and we've seen some examples in Hong Kong cinema. Like at this point, obviously, like I'm not saying that like only Western media yeah. can can deal with vampires, but I do think kind of when you look at the way that kind of um, vampire fiction uh, started, you know, it it it, it is very. Western. I think one of the later... And obviously, like, we've seen a lot of anime with yeah. vampires. I think one of the later Ramsey brothers, Bond Darwaza, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering right, I believe that's a sort of Dracula story. Yeah. But it is a kind of a weird omission that you don't get vampires that often. Yeah. And so that was a big part of what was exciting um, about the show for us, is yeah. just kind of, you know, we love Bollywood, we love Hindi language cinema, and I have always really loved vampire fiction, you're, you know, getting more into vampire fiction, Matt. So you it know, also has this, a richly detailed universe, which is kind of crazy. Like yeah. it almost feels like there's been a rich tradition of indie vampires. Yeah. When there actually hasn't. Well, or at least that we have seen. That, that yeah, we're not aware. So yeah. do you want to um, set up the show for us, Matt? Now, this is a, a Netflix show, so this is going to fall into our Netflix and Dill. It as. While this is still a Handy Horror Halloween episode, this will also fall into our Netflix and Dill series. Isn't that convenient how that worked out? <laughs> We've done that be- once before. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's eight episodes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're all like 45 minutes. So this yeah. is a pretty easy watch. Yeah. Um, so it's created, written, and directed by a guy named Pratim D. Gupta, who I don't know if he's done much else. He's uh, He has, but he's a Bengali filmmaker. Okay. Uh, so we're unfamiliar with his work. The only thing that I have seen is he did a short in uh, the Bengali film X, the past is present future. It's a title like that, but it's, mm-hmm. but it's X, and that's an anthology film, uh, a Bengali anthology film that... Ha- features uh, shorts from a variety of Bengali filmmakers. So mm-hmm. I've seen that. X the past is future. Something like that. Look in the show notes. Um, <laughs> it'll be there. And uh, so that's the only thing I've seen. I've was seen that also a vampire thing? No. Okay. No. That would have made sense. But... It was about uh, kind of uh, two people who like rent out an apartment, but at different times a day and like writing each other letters. Oh, so it's like the lunchbox instead of... A lunchbox is an apartment. I guess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so Toothpari, not based on anything as far as I know either. No. Like it seems... It Original. Yeah, yeah. It didn't seem like it was based on a comic or a novel, so that's great. Like mm-hmm. I, it's nice to see an original story. Yeah. Um, it stars Shantanu Maheshwari as Doc Roy, who is kind of a... I hesitate to say fail son, but he's a little <laughs> bit of a arrested development type guy. Yeah. His parents have pushed him into becoming a dentist and he didn't really want to. He would prefer to be a TV chef. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he runs a kind of night dentist. Yeah, he runs the dental Calcutta. practice at night. He prefers to work at night. I'm just going to say, like, if you if you choose to be a night dentist, you're going to attract vampires. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is a profession <laughs> that's pretty vamped up, I'd say. Yeah, uh, It's in Calcutta. And one night, a beautiful young woman comes to have her tooth fixed. Yeah. He takes forever to fix this, by the way. <laughs> it's probably four episodes before he even gets close to fixing it. Uh, this is Rumi, played by Tanya Manaktala. Who we saw in A Suitable Boy. 
Yeah. Yeah, she's quite good. She has a very interesting career so far because <laughs> that was a five-hour-long movie slash TV show, and yeah. here's another one. And she's in a very striking-looking Yes. Um, she's a vampire. And uh, so get this. All the vampires <laughs> in Calcutta live underneath a hospital that has kind of been set up as like their blood bank. Mm -hmm. So they have people delivering them blood um, and kind of amusingly it says on the blood bag like, oh, this one was a fatty. This one was diabetic. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. I don't think that's how they label blood bags really, but I don't know, maybe they do in India. And it's an interesting little community because they have like all the modern conveniences down there. But they're all under the control of a guy named A.D., mm -hmm. who's played by Adil Hussein, who, ludicrous wig. Um, <laughs> he's got this crazy bright white wig that made him look like Ric Flair, kind mm -hmm. of. And he's got all these, like, white clothes that are inlaid with silver. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I really appreciate about this show is it doesn't tell you up front, like, what's going on. Yeah. It Probably there's still secrets by the by the last episode that you yeah. still don't know why things are happening. But he's got all the vampires under his sway. He runs the well, you find out later he runs the hospital. Yeah, and he's kind of in an arrangement with the vampires that he lets them live down there, but he's extracting something from them, which I won't say. Yeah, but like it does tie kind of tie into our Berlin adventures, oddly <laughs> enough. But like it. He won't let the vampires go out at night or yeah. at all. Uh, Rumi, rebellious, goes up and uh, in the first episode uh, hooks up with like two guys, actually, mm -hmm. I think, and drains their blood. She does break her tooth off, though, yes. on a guy named uh, <laughs> Badshah. Badshah, who had just had he has ne like a neck surgery. He has like or a prosthetic neck. <laughs> yeah, so her tooth broke, breaks off there. And it's left at this restaurant. And who finds the tooth, Matt? The last guy in this uh, this trio is Kartik, who is played by an actor named Sikander Kerr. Mm -hmm. And he's he was a... in Monica, Oh My Darling. Oh yeah. yeah, he was the kind of older brother type, yeah. wasn't he? He's he's so good. He's, he's <laughs> very good at being a sleazy guy. Uh, and just and also being a sad guy. Yeah, he's a kind of fail son, <laughs> Calcutta cop whose dad is well known in the force for having gone crazy kind of like a fox Mulder type actually yeah. like he's been raised on stories of mythological beings existing but everyone else thinks he's stupid and crazy well he doesn't necessarily believe it until you know until he actually meets one yeah yeah so these three characters um Rumi and Doc Roy fall in love with each other Kartik is also sort of involved in this Love triangle. Yeah, he's and, investigating uh, what's happened to to Badra. Yeah, um, and so kind of gets drawn in, and 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 there are hilarious results of his yeah. involvement. And what I but like the main villain of the piece, Matt. The main villain. So another thing I really like about this is that. I guess you can call the vampires a secret society. Yeah. But it's not like there's a secret society of Vatican-sponsored vampire killers, right? <laughs> no. There's the Kutmundus, <laughs> which is a group that I would say plays on being like this legendary vampire killing outlet. Yeah. But it's kind of just a bunch of old people. Because <laughs> it seems like the last time there was a big problem in the human world with vampires was during the emergency. Mm, yeah. Because they couldn't get at blood. Yeah. And that's where Kartik's dad first saw a vampire. Yeah. Mild spoiler, but he knows that vampires are real. And Luna Luca, played by Rethethi, 
and her kind of group of old guys. Yeah, they, she's wicked. She's, she's a witch. She's a she's a legit witch, I guess. Yeah. Um, but they kind of have uh, kind of put the word out there that if vampires show up, call for the Cutmundus, and yeah. they will take care of them. Yeah. So it's kind of like amusingly low stakes that <laughs> this group of vampire killers is not really like sanctioned by the government or something. It's just a group of concerned citizens. Yeah. And a few of the other kind of vampires are played by Tilo Tamashome. Yeah, she's um, great. And Saswata Chatterjee. One of my faves. Fantastic. And then there's Anish Rakar who plays Aura, who's kind of, you don't see him in the first episode, uh, but he does eventually show up. And he kind of plays their master who is often in like hibernation. He's often yeah. sleeping. This is another thing that makes And he's, that the, comes one up that's, in a... he's the one that struck the deal with AD. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, this is another thing that you see a lot in vampire media is like if you're an old vampire, like an elder, yeah. like you have to sleep a lot because you're thousands of years old. Well, and I would and... say like the, like the, the way that the kind of vampire society and how they live underground and the hierarchy there um, and their relationship with the city is a big part of what um, for us is similar to kind of playing yeah. Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah, because um, in Vampire the Masquerade, like your vampire has a clan yeah. and they can have various allegiances to things. And it's, if you think about it, it's kind of silly, like the amount of vampires <laughs> that exist uh relative to humans and they have all these different rituals and yeah. societies and things and meanwhile there's like probably like a hundred of them in town <laughs> right? like there aren't very many but they have all these different rules and things that yeah. they follow but i think one thing that's really refreshing um about tooth party is kind of what you said already matt in that like it doesn't lay out the lore and what's going on from the get-go. Like, there There's is, no opening text crawl like vampires yeah. live in Calcutta. There is like a little bit of kind of exposition dropped here and there, like in the first episode, so that you just kind of understand um, the rules. But it, a lot of it like just kind of reveals itself as the show goes along, which yeah. I really enjoyed. However, there were times, and it's less so kind of in the creation of the the world building that this frustrated me, but there are a few times uh, as the show goes along where it just kind of jumps from point A to point B, yeah. and like I feel like there's, there's a, a little missing. there's a little bit of connective tissue yeah. missing, um, but at the same time, like I do appreciate um, the pace and that like it kind of trusts the viewer to put the put everything together and follow along. My understanding is that Gupta has mostly um, been successful with mystery and thriller films. Mm. And so you can kind of see that element of kind of building yeah. build, building a mystery, um, building the mystery and the and the thriller. Um, and it's really satisfying. It's very satisfying storytelling. Yeah, like you're you're never really sure where it's going. Yeah. Um, having watched the ending now, I'm kind of confused. I <laughs> There's really... some stuff that comes up and I'm just like, I don't understand what's happening. I'm, I'm with it though, but... Uh... I haven't heard anything yet about a second season. Yeah. Um, I think the ending of the of this season sets up perfectly for a second season, but it's also... It's also a good series ending. It's also a satisfying ending if this yeah. is the end, but like, I, I do hope it gets a second season. I would watch more of this. Yeah. I guess my main complaint with the show, and this might be a budgetary thing, is that a it is unclear as to when certain things take place 
Oh, yeah. Like, part of the fun of vampire fiction, I think, is that if you... It's like seeing a 20-year-old person, like, actually, that guy's 300 years old. You get a lot of that, though, with Tilla Thomas Showman. You get it with them. She's playing, like, an, a mad her addiction-esque courtesan. I think she's probably 300 or 400 years old. Yeah. And um, Saswata Chatterjee, his character kind of dresses like he's from the 40s, maybe. Yeah. But, like, it's a little unclear how long they've been there. Um... Like, Adil Hussein is probably pushing 60, mm. so it's not like he... I don't know, his hair's really white. It's incredibly white, <laughs> but, like, it's unclear as to how long their kind of deal has been in place and what they did before. Like, right. we know about that thing during the emergency, but we know nothing about vampire society up until now. But don't you think that, like, it leaves it open for more things to explore? Yeah. But what I found was, um, so... You do see the scene when Rumi becomes a vampire. Yes. The quickening. When she's taken. We have no idea when this takes place. Uh, yeah. Because you could find often, like, well, cars in the background or ads or things. But this, it looked like modern day. And I'm guessing this is a budgetary problem. Because you would see modern day cars drive by as she's becoming a vampire. But she also has the world weariness of someone who's quite old. So I have no idea... How old I'm supposed to think she is in situations when talking with Doc Roy. She looks like she's in her late 20s, but she, you know, says that she's much older. And it, it would be helpful for me to know because it, I kind of got a little confused. It could also be um, uh, our own our own lack of awareness and ignorance because like be. there could be um, signposts and um, touches in those flashbacks that indicate the time period that we're not picking up on. I was so, guessing that she became a vampire in the 90s. So she should be in her 50s. 90s or 80s is kind of how I interpreted it. Like her but, birth age would be in 50s, mid 50s. Yeah. But I just I just want to be clear that like there could oh, yeah, be yeah, easily. There could be obvious to to someone who is Indian, there could be kind of obvious um, markers as to the time period that maybe we're just not picking up on. But they could have said something like, the cargo war goes on, or yeah. like just a little bit, just to give us a sense of when yeah. about it is. Because like, it was difficult for me to um, not empathize, but like kind of see where she's coming from, where she's this vampire we don't know. You know her whole background. Yeah. And uh, I'm fine with the way it was doled out, but... The only thing we know about vampire society is that a bunch of stuff happened in the 70s, and then at some uncertain point years ago, AD kind of put the lid on them in Calcutta, mm -hmm. and then that's it. Yeah, but I don't, I don't necessarily think we need more than that, because I don't, I don't want it to, I don't think the, the show needs to be dragged down in too much exposition and too much kind of lore. I could just use 5% more. Okay, because I do think the world building is really strong and the world building is not just kind of narratively what is exposed to us, but also in the production design. This, yeah. this show has an incredible production design. The kind of layer where all the vampires live is like intensely red. It's kind of cyberpunk down there. Yeah, and it's very... It's not something I've seen with vampires. Really. Yeah. It's a very interesting. Um, and it's not a crypt. It's not like yeah. coffins. It's sort of like. It's cool. Like a Japanese capsule hotel and they have DDR down there and it's, stuff. It's yeah. cool. Well, because, you know, AD provides them with like entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. And then the way that, that Calcutta, you know, we've, we've never been to Calcutta, but 
we've seen, you know, a number of, of films set in Calcutta, and it's always presented in this kind of very mystery. noir, yeah. mystery city, yeah. um, and just kind of the nighttime, the nighttime streets of Calcutta, and this dentist office that's open at night. Like, I just, I think all of that is so immersive. Yeah. And so I just, like, I really, like, one of the biggest strengths of this show is obviously the, the production design to me. I just think that makes it, it gives it such a rich texture. Yeah. We know that the vampires can't be photographed. They can't be filmed. But they, they, they appear to have reflections. They appear to have reflections. And they don't, they don't like garlic. They can be killed with a stake and they don't like silver. But well, again, we haven't like, seen any of them killed with a stake. Um, will we, like, Luca... She slits uh, she, one of them's throat. She has, like, a stake thing. Yeah, she's got, like, a sort of... Yeah. Vampire killing device. Yeah. But, like... But I don't, you know, like... All, like, honestly, like, we've all seen how many, like... One of them vampire. has that Dracula thing where if you throw a bunch of stuff in front of them, he has to count it all. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. But again, like, I like how, like, it doesn't sit there and go, like, okay, so these are the specific parts of vampire lore that we're going to be using. I know, I And know. instead, like, they just kind of come up in in the show. <laughs> like, they, they, well, they, like, they come up in the show as it goes along. I think that's yeah. really smart. I really like these characters, too. I think... As, like Rumi is an especially interesting character, and I like that this flips um, a lot of what we typically get with um, with with vampire romance these days. Where yeah. you know, usually it's the girl who's a yeah, uh, you know, hapless ingenue and a you know, sexy older male vampire. Yeah, but this or, way it's or, the other way around. Or she's not a hapless ingenue; she's a vampire slayer. But but usually it's usually the girl who's not a vampire. Exactly, and so I like I like this reversal. I like that. Doc Roy, very helpless, though. Yeah, exactly. So I just like, I like this this gender reversal of what we're used to seeing. Yeah. And I think Rumi has a very um, empathetic backstory that kind of, it reveals itself as the show goes on, that doesn't have a lot of the trappings that we see uh, with a lot of tragic backstories and other uh, other Hindi language you can streaming see shows. She's very kind of... <laughs> disengaged from humanity yeah um before becoming a vampire yeah and you get it but it's not but made explicitly very... clear like in saspa who are flamingo for instance like yeah. why why the main character in that just hates everybody well like again it's revealed over the course of the show but it's like it's not it doesn't feel as exploitative and yeah. exploitative and, yeah. and punishing to her it's you know it's it's sad but for, yeah. for and, a and, vampire and, show this actually I think it would be fine for teenagers. Like it's yeah. not, it's not particularly violent. Yeah. Um, like, although I do think like when it when it ramps up the like, ultimately like I don't think this is a scary show, but yeah. I do think kind of when it ramps up the like, the the tension yeah. and 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 the you know the violence, I do think it's really effective. And Tanya Manaktala, she's I mean she was excellent in A Suitable Boy, and she's. Yeah excellent here i will say though that i think she has to kind of she's doing the bulk of the work in carrying the the romance than uh maheshwari does well, he's like I, an ingenue though like yeah i i think he's a little flat i i do think his performance is is yeah. a little flat um he gets but, better but i think she he gets better as it goes on yeah i think she and sakander care are like fantastic i mean Adil I, hussein is having a great time yeah i think like a lot of these performances are great i just i I would like a little bit more out of Maheshwari. Like, I'd like a little bit more of his, like, feeling of attraction towards 
roomy. I think, yeah, I think he's a little flat. I also, it's also very funny that his virgin blood is a, such <laughs> yes, a huge commodity. I love that. They're like, uh, you found a 25-year-old virgin? Amazing. Yeah. I'll also, yeah, yeah. I, I, sorry, I'm going back to Although, in my head of like, I guess I don't know. a great reversal. I guess I don't know much about blood donors, but like, <laughs> surely some of them have to be virgins, right? Surely. <laughs> sure uh, yeah, I'll, I will say that. Another weak point for me is it wasn't quite as funny as I was expecting. Um, especially, it was more straightforward. Especially from the first episode, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. But I do think that some of that is just lost in translation. I was mm-hmm. reading that like there's, you know, a lot of puns and a lot of use of like Bengali words. And that's pretty usual. I yeah. just think I just think ultimately it was lost in translation. However, I still really liked it. I still thought it was really fun. And I do still recommend it to people and i think like this is this is a lot fresher and a lot more interesting than a lot of the other quote-unquote prestige hindi language shows we've been seeing now we haven't caught up with some of the stuff that raj and dk have done as of late Mm -hmm. but we've seen a lot of really kind of serious thrillers uh which small town cops small town stuff like that stuff's good but i'm getting a little like getting a little tired like it's it's all so depressing (laughs) and this like certainly isn't without kind of um moments that i think are downbeat but Mm -hmm. it's also like it's a really fun show and yeah the the show makes hilarious yeah the way it doles out the story too is just sort of you do want to find out what happens next and that that's kind of the the true blood thing i think yeah because true blood was also like that just some wacky new thing would happen each episode and then you wait till next week to find out what happened yeah they just got too wacky at a certain point oh way too wacky and also i think because of the hbo of it all you know like it can show and do so much whereas like i mean this is on netflix so i don't think there are a ton of limitations but i do kind of like that it feels a bit more like some solid sex scenes which is something you do not get in normal but it feels a bit more like Again, I, I hate I hate thinking back to Buffy, but it, it feels a bit more like kind of what yeah like it's more restrained like Buffy was because Buffy had to be a show for teenagers on you know regular ass TV yeah like I mean the characters aren't like the vampires aren't bursting into dust like part of the reason they did that in Buffy was so you didn't have like a teenage girl like killing people with all these bodies around like it was yeah. it was a way to kind of get around things. Um, but, you know, it just, it feels a bit more, I don't know, they're just, they're really having fun with it. I also love how the fangs grow. Like, that's sh- a really good touch. And she calls them her Sharpies. Her Sharpies, is, yeah. That's a very endearing name. Yeah, it's just, yeah. I I, I am really endeared to this show. Um, I yeah, really I'd wa- don't I'd watch, know. I'd watch another season easy, yeah. Yeah, I really don't know what the future is, but um, I encourage people to watch it, so maybe we'll get another season, because it just, it feels a lot more inventive than than most things and not just things in like in hindi but like most things on streaming these days yeah i almost wonder if uh, this is an okay computer type situation where <laughs> people will think that a lot of these kind of tropes from vampire the masquerade for instance were invented by the show um i don't know because i i do think that like vampire fiction i mean like twilight's a global phenomenon is that yeah. not i think people all over the world like twilight it probably got edited in uh, India, though, right? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, maybe vampires are more, yeah, more worldwide than 
robots. OK Computer had a lot of like kind of crazy far future, not far future, some crazy like near future notions about it yeah. that, uh, you know, if you read a lot of sci-fi you'd keep up with but aren't typically in the popular domain. Mm -hmm. So It was certainly nerdier. Yeah. Yeah. But that's this, I would say that this is about as good though. They're both extremely yeah. inventive. They got a cool visual style good main characters like if you liked one try the other yeah or try both if you haven't watched them yeah and yeah and they're both kind of you know like appealing to certain biases that i think you and i have yeah they're made for us yeah. if, you, if we were <laughs> yeah. if we spoke bengali this would be an ideal show for us yeah yeah so i don't i don't think we have much to say in spoiler zone i think we're gonna leave it there I'll just say I was a little bit confused by some developments, but I thought they were neat nonetheless. Okay, I'm going to ask you about that off pod. Uh, but uh, that brings us to the end of uh, this episode. Thank you, everyone, uh, for your patience. Uh, we really, yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, we will be back in two weeks with another installment of a popular annual series that is an, one of our favorites to record and also one that year after year becomes more and more difficult is to do. Is it November? It's November. I thought we were holding off till Merry Christmas came out. No. Okay. No. Because that seems like a, a November a must, really. Yes. Even though it comes out in December. I'm very excited for Merry Christmas. But no, our next November, uh, we're going to be doing um, neo-noirs again, uh, because I think we've really exhausted all of the older titles that we can call noir, uh, that we have access to. Uh, and we've never discussed, I mean, speaking of Calcutta, mm -hmm. we've never discussed Kahani. Uh, obvious choice. And I know. never saw the second one. You, you don't, you do not need to, trust okay. me. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to be discussing Kahani uh, and I'll say Johnny John, uh, the new oh, Netflix yeah. film with Karina Kapoor. I've read the book. So, so la I'm... lady detectives. Well, she's not a detective, but... Um... Ladies in peril. <laughs> Ladies in peril, sure. Um, I I mean, I, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I've, I've read the book that John A. John is based on, so I'm really excited to to see what they do with it. I um, met the publishers of the German version of the book that John A. John is based there on. There you go. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so that'll be in two weeks. In the meantime, Matt, how can people get up with the show? How can they? Uh, <laughs> uh, social media is a horrifying wasteland right now. Yeah. And... I'm barely on it. But, but we have an email. We now. have an email address. Yeah, follow truly, us. truly the best way to keep in touch with us and you know send us your complaints or whatever is through the email. Yeah, bollywoodisforlovers at gmail.com. We do try and stay on uh, top of responding to listeners. So yeah. uh, you know if if you haven't heard back from us yet. I apologize. I, I have a couple I need to catch up on. Yeah. Um, we I'm are sick. on we are on Twitter. Yeah. We are on Blue Sky now. Twitter, it's Bollywood Pod. Well, just just search. Just search Bollywood Slubbers. You'll find us. <laughs> on Twitter, it's Bollywood Pod. Bollywood Pod. I can't remember the Blue Sky. Uh, Facebook, it's... Uh, Facebook.com slash Bollywood is for Lovers. Tumblr.com slash Bollywood is for Lovers, yeah. I think. Tumblr's not even a social media. Like, it's just where we put the show notes. But, like, it truly is difficult to market anything now. Yeah. So, yeah. Just send us an email. Yeah. Reach out. How are you? Yeah. Uh, we're also both on Letterboxd. I'm at Erin E. Fraser. E-R-N-E-F-R-S-E-R. I don't remember mine. <laughs> I, I never have plugged it on this show before. Pretty sure you're Matt Bowes. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a star rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, we really appreciate it, and you can win some Biffle points. Uh, and if it's not on Apple Podcasts, just like send it to us so we so we know when we can give you your Biffle points, and we'll read it out on air. Uh, while you're doing that, you can also subscribe to my other show that I do with Paul Matwichuk called Trash Art and the Movies. 
Uh, we recently released an episode about um, movies adapted from fairy tales about shoes. So Ever After and The Red Shoes. Pretty specific. Pretty specific, yeah. That show's been going for a long time and sometimes we have to get pretty specific. Uh, we want to thank Becca Dalkey for our artwork. Mm-hmm. It would have been cool to have like a vampire version of Tuffy be the logo for a you while. You know what? Maybe maybe another Hindi Horror Halloween will uh, look at a cool logo. We truly don't Tuffy. have the money to do it. So. <laughs> okay. All yeah. right. Happy Halloween. 